John 316 Ministries. I am Jalen, your host. Today we have a special sponsor hosting this episode, and it's the Primitive Porch in Bedford, Indiana. They are truly amazing with all your Bible needs. They have different kinds of Bibles and books in there that are really awesome, and some of your favorite authors like Karen Kingsbury, they have quite a few of her. They have a lot of different kinds of furniture from all your household needs, different tables that are really beautiful and nice woodworks to help those who need it. They also have a lot of different kinds of decorations in there, some Mm -hmm. with little sayings and verses. You definitely should check them out and uh, mention John 316 Ministries. They would love to hear about us and what you guys think of us, so definitely do that to help. So today we have a special co-host, and I'm glad to have him on the podcast today. It's Dennis Porter. He is an awesome pastor and my grandfather. Dennis, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. My name is Dennis Porter. I was the uh, pastor of the Gulch Creek Baptist Church for almost four years and really enjoyed it. And uh, looking forward to being a part of this service right here. Uh, Jalen and Michael have something really going here, and it's a uh, I think it's going to be a blessing to a lot of people. I encourage everybody to listen to it and enjoy themselves and give us feedback. What do you think about it? So today it's about pain and suffering and um, something that, you know, God kind of led us to talk about today. And I feel like pain and suffering is something that's often not talked about enough in different churches. So how do you feel about pain and suffering? Well, I've been doing some uh, thinking. I've been doing some studying on it. And suffering, a lot of people, I think, look at it in, in a different way. They look at it like it's a, a short-term thing, but that ain't it. You know, our Lord Jesus never, he went through his suffering. He didn't say, look up at the Father and say, uh, hey, get me out of here. I've had enough. You know, it's, it's just don't work that way. And suffering is something that whenever you do it, you learn from it. You learn, you learn respect. You learn discipline. And uh, i got a piece of scripture right here. That I'd like to share with everybody. It says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. See, he's taking care of you. Whenever you do this, you ain't by yourself. He's taking care of you every step of the way. And it says that he may exalt you in due time. In other words, it ain't going to be just, it may not be just a short-term thing, but you can't give up. You can't be impatient. You need to understand that it takes time. Jesus went through a lot of suffering whenever he was here. It says, cast all your cares upon him. Now, whenever you're going through this, it's like I said, you're not going through it alone, but you need to turn to him in every step and every walk of the way and, and, be, and humble yourself before him. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. He's, he's not sending you down here to do this by yourself, brothers and sisters. He's sending you down here to walk with you and to learn from him. And it says, be sober be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. He's just waiting to pounce on you. He's waiting on you to stumble and fall and then blame it on God, oh, our, our Lord, our Jesus, our Father, and then turn to turn to Satan. That's what he's waiting on. He says he's waiting on you like a roaring lion. He's waiting to get his hands on you. We can't let that happen, brothers and sisters. So seeking whom he may devour. He's just waiting to get a hold of you, to jerk you away from our Lord. And our Lord Jesus does not want that to happen, church. He does not want you to be weak, and he, he will give you the strength. It says, resist him steadfast in faith, knowing that the same suffering are experienced by your brothers in the 
in the world. In other words, he said, in other words, what he's saying there is our brothers and sisters are going through this. And whenever you get down like this, so many churches just give up, but that ain't it. You're supposed to turn to our Lord and turn to our brothers and sisters in prayer and, and call upon them. You know, even though our church, uh, the Gulch Creek is not there anymore, I've told our brothers and sisters in there, call us, call each and every one of them, our pastor, our associate pastor here, Jalen, call her and and give us your cares give us your burdens and your troubles and we will help you through this even though our church ain't there anymore we are still there in prayer it says resist him steadfast in faith knowing that the same suffering are experienced by your brotherhood in in the world but may god of all grace who calls us see he calls us and he knows that you he knows that that you're going to go through times never you just think that where are you, Jesus? What are you doing? Why ain't you here helping me? And, you, and we get all nervous. We get all down and then we start blaming him. And that's what that's where the devil comes right in and he's waiting on you and he's going to promise you all kinds of stuff. Ain't that right, Pastor Jay? I completely agree with everything you said and I'm glad you said it the way you did because that's, you know, like today with everything going on and the times and you know, all the weather and things that we go through and the struggles and the wars that break out. It's just, it's pain and suffering that, you know, as much as we think that we shouldn't have it because we're Christians and we we shouldn't suffer because we're good people, you know, that God doesn't tell us that. He doesn't tell no. us that at all. And just like Revelations 21, 4 says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Amen. There will be no more death or mourning Amen. or crying or pain for the order of things has passed away and that's true because mm -hmm. it's one of those things that i look at and i think you know we will be in heaven one day walking with jesus where there oh, will be no more pain God. and crying and mourning and he wants that he wants us to remember that because he's telling us you know he's never promised us that we would never have pain or hurt in this life that's true you know jesus on the cross everything that he had to go through and all the suffering and pain that he had I mean, I couldn't imagine that kind of pain. Oh, my. No. No, he went through pain and suffering that no human on this earth can, can even think about bearing. But uh, but like she's saying, though, he, he never promised us a rose garden, and that's in there in several places. He never promised us it's going to be easy. His walk here was not easy. Each day in, day in, and day out, he was going through sufferings and beatings and torment. Yes, he was. That's It's horrible to think about, you know. I try to imagine the kind of pain that he went through just to kind of sympathize and understand mm -hmm. why he did it and what he did. And I, I can't get past that. I can't think. I just, it hurts me to even think about someone doing something like that to their king. Mm -hmm. You know, he was walking with us, healing people. And, but he did it, you know, he did it selflessly. He did it out of love for out us. Love. And Amen. he wants us to go to heaven and experience so much joy. But because the earth was cursed. He wanted to take that upon himself. And he could have said no. He could have walked away and said, well, I'm not doing that because why would I do such a thing? But he didn't. He no. did it. And whenever you go through this this pain and the suffering, it will rise you up. You will learn how to be disciplined. You will learn that along with pain and suffering, there comes a time whenever you're going to hurt and you're going to suffer. But you got to remember, there's also going to be a time whenever it's all going to let up. Things are going to get easier. And that's why it says to praise him in the bad and the good, because you will learn, you will learn better understanding. You go, you learn that you're going to go through a bad time, but in a short while, there's going to be relief. There's going to be, there's going to be time whenever you're going to be able to breathe easy and without the hurt so much. 
and that's where we have to be patient. We can't get yeah, ahead of God amen. and say, well, I don't need this. And, you know, just kind of take off in this spiel because of how angry you are. You know, we're going to be mad and we're going to be upset. But as Christians, we got to remember, what did God tell us? How has he helped us? You know, because we make, we're going to come out of this stronger, better, ready for whatever he has to give us in amen. life. And, you know, like with the church and stuff, everything that happened, you know, he prepared us because he's given us something else to look forward to, something to be excited about in this ministry right after all that happened. Oh, We're here, and man. it's because of him. It's because he prepared us. And, yes, you know, it's sad to think about, you know, churches all around us are closing. Mm -hmm. And it's it's horrible to think, you know, we're coming to that kind of time in life, you know. But he's preparing us for a better future ahead. Mm -hmm. And as much as we need to remember you know, everything in the beginning that God did was very good. He did it because of how he wanted things to be. And we have to remember, you know, when Adam and Eve ate the fruit of the good and evil, when they took that bite, things changed. Mm -hmm. And as much as it sucks that they did, they changed. And that's, you know, that's why we experienced so much hate and curse and all this evil in the world. It's because of that, because if Satan can twist them to do something that they knew they should have done, what is he doing to us today? And, and like you're saying, even even never uh, even never at Eve Eve ate of the apple. She knew at an instant that she had done something wrong. And that's like whenever whenever we do something wrong, he convicts us. Especially if you're a Christian, you're walking with him, and you're trying hard. He knows we're going to stumble. He knows we're going to fall. And as soon as as soon as we do wrong, he quickens our faith and our spirit, so that we know that we've messed up. And we know that we need to change. And he gives, he's a patient father. Like like Pastor yes. Jay was saying, he's a loving, caring father. And and you, I can't imagine, like she said, I can't imagine a king being sent down here. And he okayed it. He said, you know, the father asked him to come down. And he knew what he was in for. And he said, I will go. These are my people. I will attend to them. And I will take care of them. And, and whenever he came down here, he, he said that he said you are mine we are the apple of his eyes we should we don't have to go around with our with our head all down all the time we have a lot to be thankful for we got a lot to be look look forward Amen. to one day we're going to walk where there's crystal seas no more pain and no more suffering no more torment satan will not be there to bother us lord jesus and and he know and we know brothers and sisters we got the heart got to Try hard to walk a straight line. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. I don't know how many times throughout my life I get I get going and I'm like, yeah, you know, things are going great. They're looking up. You know, you do all these vacations. You just, you go and you spend life, you know, excited. And then it's, it's like something hits you and your attitude mm -hmm. changes. You're in this depressed mood and it's like, well, why we didn't deserve this? And it's like God never told us that we didn't. Like He never said, "Well, you don't deserve it," but it's just gonna happen anyways. You know what? I I don't understand that because so many philosophers teach that pain and suffering is just it's just horrible and that we're just gonna have to deal with it. But then you also have modular modern seculars who mm. conclude that people can't that God's gonna keep you from harm and you should just. You have to be this good person and nothing's going to ever happen to you. But that's not what God says. No, no. And we have to remember that, you know, what does God tell us? In Romans 5, 12, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. You know, so everything that we go through from sickness to 
suffering to sadness. It's all a part of the world that we live in, but it's all temporary. It's mm-hmm. not permanent. God didn't tell us you're just going to have to live with this for the rest of your life. He tells us it's all temporary, but we must go through this to prepare for us what's in heaven. That's right. All the good times, the happiness that we're going to experience walking with him. We have so much to look forward to, but if we yes. don't stay on his path, and we don't do what he says and listen and take his word by heart. And like I've said many times, by your whole heart, not just your half little teeny bit, but with take it with hope. Because as hope, it's trust. Mm-hmm. And if we don't trust in God, then what are we really doing? Well, with with hope, like you're saying there, uh, Pastor Jay, with hope, with hope we, we gotta stay strong in the faith. We with hope and love and suffering, it builds our faith, it builds our trust. And that's what Jesus says, and we need to have, we need to walk with faith more than vision. You know, that's why he says that walk, use your faith to lead you and guide you because, because he lives in our hearts, brothers and sisters. He lives in our hearts, and that's where he wants to be. You know, sometimes you know, a pastor years ago told me that a lot of people are going to miss heaven by 18 inches. I thought, what, 18 inches? He says, yes, that's the distance from your brain to your heart. And that's true. You know, you, you, a lot of people have head knowledge, but it takes heart knowledge. It takes heart. It takes a loving heart because that's where he wants to live. And whenever, just like, just like, for example, uh, whenever me and my wife took over taking care of my, my uncle Bruce, he's got, he's got dementia real bad. He's getting worse. And we didn't know what we were in for, but through our Lord Jesus, he's walked us through this thing daily. I mean, even today we got kicked down. We tried, somebody tried to kick us down by, by, uh, making a threat, but we had to go to our knees. We had to pray, Jesus, this is another time. How do I get through this? And every time we do, every time we ask him, church, he is faithful to come to us and say, hey, just listen to me. I've led you this far. I will lead you further. I will take you through this. But sometimes we get down on ourselves and think, well, where are you at? You know, we get impatient. We get impatient and we can't do that. We can't. You get impatience, that's your head trying to lead you. And that is wrong. It just ain't going to work, church. we got to stay with our hearts. It's all about the heart. I don't think we really understand how important the heart is. Mm-mm. You know, when you think of your partners, think about how much you love them, how much you care about them. And if you didn't, if it was all about the head, not the heart, would you be where you are today? And that's why we mm. have to look at it with God, is that if we really love him, and I mean truly love him with our heart, with everything in us, then we know he's going to get us out of these tough times. We yeah. know that the suffering and the pain that we deal with day to day, he's going to get us through it because he promised he would. And I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. It may not be in the way that we want him to, but he will answer mm-hmm. because Jesus is our escape go. He's where we go to when we need him. He's always there listening That's right. because he wants us to live the best life possible. And yeah. that's where we have to trust. A lot of our prayers, we think, go unanswered. But then whenever uh, several times, you know, I think, well, this here prayer didn't get answered. Lord, why, how come? What happened? What's going on? And I get to looking back, and it was answered. Just wasn't in the way that I thought it should have been. Mm-hmm. But he did answer prayers. That's the, way, that's the way it is a lot of times today. We, uh, we have what they call a microwave faith, you know, sometimes. We think we ought to, it'll just be at an instant. But it don't. It takes time, discipline. And listening to him a lot of times whenever you go to your prayers prayer is not just a one-way conversation you should be praying and listening at the same time well I never hear Jesus where's he at I, don't, I can't hear him 
But he says that he is a small voice, a small voice, tiny voice, and sometimes it is. Sometimes you just got to shut your pie hole and open your ears and listen. He's there. But sometimes we just get impatient. We get that microwave faith, you know, pop it in. It should be done here in a few seconds. And it ain't that way. It is not that way at all. And I'm glad you said that because, you know, I've never really thought about it like that before. But it makes so much sense because we do. We get to where we listen. We think, oh, God, you know. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm going through this tough time, but we only go to him. And it's like a seasonal love too. Every season, you know, you have your happy moments where you don't pray to him or thank him. But when you come to your sad, depressive moments where you think, oh, you know, who's about, who can I go to because it's not going my way. Oh, I want to talk to God because God's going to give me what I want. And it's not that way at all. Mm -mm. It is not that, you know, he wants us to go to him all seasons of our life, from our happiest moments, the biggest blessings of our life, to the moments where we want to cry to him and talk to him. And then we got to remember that, that, you know, he's always with us. He's always reaching his hand down, begging for you just to talk to him, just to listen. And, you know, we, we're like these little goats. You know, we scatter around, and but when it's time to lead us up, we go the wrong way because we can't listen. You know, we're not actually listening to him. And that's where if we decided to sit down and really listen to him, we would get so much farther in life. And sometimes we don't, like I said, we think that prayers should be answered, but sometimes if we just sit down, I've got to have it up myself. I want to get through this prayer because I've got things going on. Mm -hmm. And prayer, church, prayer is, is about others. Prayer is about other people more than ourselves, our needs. He knows our needs. We don't even got to ask him for our needs, but he knows, but prayer... Prayer is about help, about things people we know needs. You know, we had a prayer request at church. Every time we, every time we come together with our service, we would take requests for those people, and it would surprise me sometimes. Just one after the other. Well, I need you to remember this, and and, and sometimes we don't we don't take prayer as serious as we should. People, we need to think about it. This is a one. This is a this is a conversation telling our precious Lord Jesus, those who's heavy on our brothers and sisters heart not just ours it's not just about me exactly i don't know how many times i've got a habit too where i'll pray and i'll pray for everything that's going on in my life but when i stop and i'm done praying i think well who did i pray for did i pray for anyone else or was it just me and then it's like god tells us you know what were you doing why why did you not pray for other people because that's mm -hmm. us christians we're we got to be selfless that's right we got to Think of other people before ourselves. And if we're not doing that, if we're not going out there helping people when in their time of pain and suffering, who's going to be there for us when we need them? That's right. There's, there's so many just in our family alone that needs prayer. But then whenever Absolutely. we sit down and we start thinking, well, how about other churches? How about other people who may have walked up to you and said, I wish you remember me in prayer. I, I could really use it. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, I hate, I didn't want to get off on this thing because we're talking about suffering, but this here is also we need to suffer each other through this time, suffer and become more and more uh, caught up in other people. Like Pastor David said, more people's needs than our own self. I mean, it ain't just me. It's and the Lord, you know, the Lord never he he uh, he never he prayed. He went off to himself. And sometimes I need to do that myself. Like whenever I fast and pray, it says go to go to your own personal closet. And turn the lights out. And why that is, church, is whenever you do that, you're not you're you're not distracted. 
And sometimes I need to do that more than anything, get myself undistracted because if I'm sitting there watching TV and I go to pray and I'll get caught up and I'll get caught up in a show. Next thing I know, half hour's gone by and I hadn't finished prayer. Yes, I do that so many times. And it's just like, you know, when it comes to doing stuff for the podcast and the ministry, I'll be lollygagging around. Oh, I can do it later. I can do it later. And then I do it half cracked and I think, oh, you know, it's tough because God knows what we need and God knows what we're doing. But the problem is, is that we get so distracted. That's where, you know, like you said, going off in the closet and turning the lights off is so important because that's your time with him. That's your time to hear him and he hear you. That's the time to, it's like your personal prayer room where if you have any kind of prayer, stick it to the dang wall, stick it there because the next time you go in there, it's going to be there. And that wall is going to be full of prayers. And it's not just for you. It's for other people too. Because right. it's a way to remember. You know, people that you pray for. Certain things going on in life. And not just your life. But other people's life that you can write. If you're suffering through something. Write it down. And stick it to the wall. Because that's going to be there when you need it next. And then when you go through another time of suffering. You're going to see that God got you through all those other times. Why is this time any different? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be right. a personal reminder for your relationship with him because that's between you and God. That's your personal time. And that time will come to mean so much to you because of how you did it, of how you went about it. Because it's with heart that's right. and not in your head. Amen. That's, that's why we need to really take prayer serious and personal. Take it per- Like you said, I never really thought about it so much, but never you said that. Take prayer as a personal thing because... Because it's 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 the only thing that gets us through. You know, prayer is our link between us and our Lord Jesus. And if we just go through the day and, and sure he's gonna watch over us and he's gonna take care of us, but but there's gonna come a time whenever we think, Well, how come I've not heard much from well have you talked to him? Have you stopped and you thought about, well, I've not talked to him, so why is he gonna talk to me? You know, he, he ain't like that. He our our Lord Jesus is a caring father and he's gonna and he knows we get we get caught up in and things like that, but still, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that the prayer is really important, and we need to take it more serious than we do. Instead of being in such a hurry, take time, humble yourself before Him. He says, "Humble yourself before Me, and He will He will meet the needs, even though even though we may have a need that we think is too small or or too insignificant to Him. To Him, He takes care of His kids, His people." And he loves us and he wants us. And we need to have that one-on-one love and relationship with our precious Lord Jesus. We do. And that's like everything that is going on in the world now. It's going on because of what we did. It's going on because of what other humans did. And we don't realize just how much of the things going on that we have caused ourselves because we got ahead of God. Because we were in such a hurry and wasn't paying attention to what he wanted. Or because we weren't listening to him. You know... God knew that this stuff was going to happen. You know, he gave us a free choice world. And he didn't give us a free choice world for us to turn around and disobey him. He did it because this is about the good works that he's doing in our lives to show and to walk with him and to do things with him. And we got ahead. And because we got ahead, now we're experiencing what it's like. Now we're experiencing all this stuff because of people before us, because of what we're doing, because of what the people after us are doing. And that's the fact of life. That's where with God, if we take it as a prayer, if we really truly talk to him and lay everything out, just 
Be honest with him because he's going to know if we're honest or not because he's listening. And if we be honest and really ask him to guide direct us, ask him in our heart to change us for the better. Mm-hmm. Ask him to be Amen. our Lord and Savior. How much better is your life going to be because of that? Getting ahead of him. You know, you said a mouthful right there. Getting ahead of him is, is something we, we do too much. And then whenever we, whenever we realize what we've done, then we try to sugarcoat it. We want him to we don't don't come down on me like that, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to I didn't mean to, to say those words. I didn't mean to treat somebody wrong. Don't be coming down on me like that. Well, Jesus is going to discipline you in a way that's going to get your attention. A lot of people say, Well, I wish he just uh, just thumped me on the head or I wish he just let me have it. Well, he'll find a way to let you have it and you you better watch what you're saying because Sometimes it ain't always an easy way. I mean, he will let you know when you've done wrong. He won't sugarcoat it. And that's where we we want him to sugarcoat because we want to think, oh, you know, the life I'm living, I'm living a good life. I'm living a Christian life. And we want the preachers to talk on that, Mm -hmm. all the good we're doing in the life instead of what we need to change. And if we don't change anything about ourselves, if we leave things how they are today, how are we going to be better Christians because of it? Yeah, so many churches don't want to talk about the blood. Oh, that's gross. You can't talk about that in church. Well, if you can't talk about church, what are you going to talk about that church? And the blood is what saved you. The blood is what wiped you clean. It is the blood that, warped, that, that took away your sins. Think about it. you got to talk about the blood. Exactly. You know, from I don't know how many times that we get thinking, you know, well, Peter, like Peter in the Bible, you know, he didn't want God to do what he did. He didn't want God to die on the cross for us. But yet, he did it because of how much we needed it. Amen. And the suffering that we're going through, we need that suffering. It may hurt. It may be painful. But what did Jesus do? What? How did he do it? That suffering, that pain, the agony that he feels, Amen. that he went through, that he... He remembers we don't have to feel that because of what he did. He took the curse for us and we're free because of him. Yes, we may live in a cursed world, but it could be worse. And it was going to be worse Mm -hmm. had he not done that. Amen. And that's where prayer, that's where everything we're talking about tonight is so powerful and so necessary because it all goes into pain and suffering. It's all these steps, these building blocks to building this strong faith in Christ that if we work on it we would feel so much better we would feel so much happier mm-hmm. it's necessary oh I think about uh, Pastor Jay I think about many times about him laying on that cross and him nailing putting those nails in his hands you know and he never he never flinched he never said no not today I can't do it today trying to put it off every time they smacked those nails he was taking away our sins. To think about a, a, a king. Now, this is a king laying on an old dirty wooden cross. After he done took the beating that he took for us, that wasn't enough. He went and he laid himself on that old cross. And I forget, six or eight inch spiked nails were driven in this poor man's hands and feet. And he done it for us. You know, if you with what you know now, would you accept that kind of pain and agony? How'd you know what was to come? Oh, I don't know how. I mean, that's that's un, that's unrecognizable, you know, unthinkable. 
to think about that happening to to a man like that. I mean, I just about wail up every time I think about him doing that, and he done it for done it for our sins. You know, there had to be a way out of this world, and that's the only way for us to get our sins wiped clean was for him to go to the cross and take our sins, and they were nailed upon the cross on him, and that's the only way we had to get out of this world. I mean, it's unthinkable. It really is, you know, like in Luke twenty-two thirty-seven, it is written, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. And that's what he's saying, you know. Everything that he'd done was for the fulfillment of God. He did it because he knew what he was doing. He knew that he wanted to fulfill God. And just like the Romans, you know, they beat, they spat on them, they hurt them, they said nasty things. And like, crucify, you know, crucify. I mean, I couldn't imagine saying that. I could not imagine being one of them looking at God, saying crucify him, looking at him and spitting on him and saying hurtful things. To me, now knowing what I know, what I know now, I how could you do something like that? Well, just think about it though, uh, uh, Pastor Jay, that one day these men that that beat on him, <clears throat> that drove with nails, one day these men are going to have to look him in the face. They're going to have to look upon our Lord Jesus, and he's going to he's going to remind them of what he what they did to him. I would not want to be in their shoes that day. I can imagine I would not want to either, you know, because that's like today, if we look at how things are going today, where people still, they may not say crucify them, they may not say those kind of things in general, but they say other things. They go against God each and every day. They curse him, you know, the things that we do, we too hurt him, we too go against him. All for what? Because why, you know? Had we, if we were able to go around changing our lives, if like, if you could do a complete redo, I bet things would be so much different because of mm-hmm. what we know now. And there's people today that, that don't think that he's, he's still answering prayers, that he's still, that he's still, uh, he's still healing people. Just look at, just look at uh, Lawrence Holt that went to our church. They thought that he was going, his eye was going to be blind. They thought he was actually going to lose his sight. And the church stayed in prayer. He stayed in prayer. I seen him Saturday. Not a sign of anything wrong with his eye. He says he's oh, still a little bit weak. He still has to have some cataracts cut off. He went and he's got his driver's license back. Now, is that not an answered prayer? That is an answered prayer. You know, if you guys were to meet Lawrence Holt, he is one of the most careless men you'd ever mm-hmm. meet. Always willing to do anything for a churchgoer. You know, his, his people and... He's so loving, and mm-hmm. to see God do something like that, to see, you know, if you could see his eye and how swollen shut it was and oh, how much church he had to miss because of how in pain he was, mm-hmm. what God was able to do was to heal him, enough, fully heal him, but enough that he could see, enough that he could drive because he couldn't do those things no. before. But he can now because of prayer, because of God's salvation on him. And God is still answering prayers. You know, I heard today that people are talking and that they don't even believe God is real. You know, they think he's just a figment of our imagination. And it's like, no, if you could know what we know, if you could experience what we experience, because they do. But they're just so close-minded to it. And you don't have to be that close-minded. Because of all the pain and suffering that you go through, you don't got to be close-minded about it. Just listen to open mm-hmm. your life up. The troubles and trials that we experience. 
they too experienced in the Bible. They went through it too. Jesus went through it in such a hurtful way. But what we know is that one day we'll be walking in heaven. Oh, the most God. beautiful place on earth. The, so beautiful. We can't even imagine it, you know. No human can imagine that kind of beauty. Well, Brady, whenever, uh, whenever the Lord took him to heaven, and, and, and this is my grandson we're talking about, and God took him to heaven and he showed him, showed him just a, a small part of heaven. He said the flowers were unreal, the color in them, and, and, the, and the sky was a blue that you couldn't imagine. I mean, just think about it. And he, every now and then, he will let some of us have a glimpse of what is waiting. But, church, it's waiting on you if you wait on Jesus and you stay faithful and you walk in his will and you, you do what he says to do. Like Pastor Jay said, it ain't easy. It's uncomfortable sometimes. It's ugly. But he is there. All you got to do is reach up and that old nail-scarred hand will take a hold of you and then he will lead you through it. You know, just like I remember him talking about the pain. Like he could see the nails mm -hmm. in Jesus everywhere that he was nailed and uh he got to experience he said that the he, that jesus wanted him to feel the pain that he had went through whenever he was crucified and my brother was just he was just in awe of what was going on because he said it was just so unreal and he didn't get to go he didn't go through it but jesus wanted him just to see what it was like and he said he just wanted so bad for jesus just to let him experience that kind of pain because Jesus gave him a look into the pain what the pain was like but he couldn't go through it fully because Jesus had told him that he does not want any of his children to go through that kind of pain because oh, they don't man. deserve it and you know we deserve so much but for him to say that we don't deserve to go through that kind of pain because of how much he loves us that should be enough to drop you on your knees and say Jesus please you know please but Save me from my sins. That is that is uh, a love too, and sometimes I didn't rec realize it. But that's also a love from our heavenly Father. It ain't just Jesus that gives us this love. It's also our heavenly Father that says has sent His only begotten Son down here to go through that for us. That's that's love. That is pure love, and to think that. You know, life for us could be so much worse. And uh, talking to my brother about everything that he had seen and witnessed, you know, he never he said that he didn't get to see God, but he could see his shadow. Mm -hmm. And he said it was enough to make him tremble because of how it real this was. And he said that, you know, he got to see family members that had passed, ones that he hadn't got to meet yet. But to see them again, you know, he, he didn't want to come back home. He mm. was begging God. He, begging Jesus to keep him there because he did not want to come back home. He said he recognized some of them because he people had talked about yeah. them. And he said, uh, he said he recognized some of them that was there that he didn't know, but that would be so awesome. That would be so awesome. To see your family members that everyone talks about, but to see them, you know, I can understand why he wouldn't want to come home because how could you want to leave that place? The beauty, how peaceful it is. Mm -hmm. I mean... The, we think that earth is beautiful. We think that it's the best place, you know, for some, it's not. But for those, you know, to be like a child thinking of how great this place is, you know. But the heavens, mm -hmm. to see the staircase, to 
be able to walk around and feel God's love that's so strong and so pure that there's nothing like. And that's one thing that he had talked about whenever he went through this experience was that he said that God's love, it was just so empowering that you could just feel with every fiber of your body mm-hmm. because of how real and natural it is. You know, that kind of love that he has for us, it's, it's a selfish kind of love mm-hmm. because he could deny, you know, he, you could be the type of person that if you don't accept him and change your life for him, that he will deny you before his father in heaven. And that is something that you don't ever want to experience no, because no. hell is worse. We think the earth is bad. Hell is 10 times worse. You know, I've heard somebody talk about hell before and sometime maybe on this, on this, uh, on this, uh, segment or something like that we i will i will talk about but uh this guy talked about going to hell and some of the things he uh described he says there's nothing like it that, that's on earth that you you can't you the worst thing on earth the worst stench the worst feeling he says that's nothing near what uh hell is actually like you know i seen this thing it was 37 minutes in hell and it talked about how horrible it is you know if we you know with the pain and suffering the topic that we're on today that's not even a fragment of what hell is like. Mm-mm. And the way he talked about it, it's something that we are definitely going to have to talk um, mm. in a podcast next time. Because if we think that what we experience in earth is anything, that it's the worst kind of pain, you know, the suffering that we feel, the troubles, if we think that is bad, hell is incomparable. The smells are incomparable. Well, not only that, it said that uh, they said that you want you will want to actually die, and 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 uh, there will be people there. There will be animals or creature creatures there that will actually cut you, and and they got claws as they said it's like 18, 16, 18 inches long, and they will just rip you to shreds, and you will hope that that'll be enough to put you out of your misery, but that all you feel. It's just the pain that that causes you. It's eternal. You gotta, you gotta understand that eternal torment in hell, and then you gotta look at another way. There's eternal life and peace in heaven. What's eternal? Do you want? Exactly, because we have a choice on earth. We have two choices. We can choose God. We can choose our eternal life to be with our family in heaven, or we could choose eternal life in hell. And that's what we have to remember, you know, everything that we talked about today, it's it's all important because our pain and suffering goes in hand with this stuff. Because if we don't know how to handle our pain and suffering here on earth, if we don't know how to let Jesus in in our happiest moments and let him in on our saddest moments and pray to him and really listen to him and let him guide us through the pain and suffering, let us show us a way out, mm-hmm. show us a way to handle it. And it's in the Bible. Exactly. He says, but I don't understand the Bible. It's all, it may be, it may as well be in French or something. Well, pray about it before you read it and he will help you. He wants you to understand the scripture and he will help you understand what you're reading. But you can't just read a little bit. Oh, I don't get it. I give up. Well, that's, that's an easy way out, but it's also one way to hell. I mean, I'm just, we're just trying to tell you the best thing here. God was our example. He lead, He shows us by example how to walk, how to be a Christian. And then we learn about it, and we are examples down here on earth. Pastor Jay, myself, and others, we are examples. we got to watch what we say and do. We can't, can't preach 
can't preach God and then go to the bar and you got to realize how that looks. It don't look like a Christian, does it? Well, it's not. But we are examples. God was our example. We He led by example. And that is so true because everything we do should be for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Everything we say, we say should be for the glory of God because God is real. He is with us every single day and we would not be talking about him had he not been real. But he mm-hmm. is. And he wants us so much because he knows we don't deserve his pain and suffering. But because of free choice world, because of consequences, we're living it. Mm -hmm. And we could stop. We could live in a life where we may not suffer. But what kind of life is that? You know, we think, well, it's going to be a better life. I can guarantee you. But also, it'd be a life of boredom because we wouldn't have anything going on. And the truth of the matter is, is our pain and suffering, the things that we do in this life are to guide us, are to better us, are to strengthen us. Mm-hmm. Because of what's to come, when we think of when we think of the word what's to come, we may not understand it and we don't, but we do know what's to come is going to be worse than this. That's and right. why I say that Man. is because when God comes back, when he comes back to grab his children, there is going to be so much scariness going on and things that, you can't imagine, but if you read Revelations, mm-hmm. and if you really read it, that Revelations doesn't even begin to touch on actually what would go on. Because it tells you what could happen, and it tells you what is going to happen. But you got to think of the deeper context of the pain, the suffering that you feel. If you think that what you're going through now is bad, that is going to be ten times worse. And it, and we are going through it. People, well, when are we going to start seeing all this? Look around you. How many earthquakes? There's hundreds of earthquakes daily. There's, there's there's people killing each other just for the heck of it. Like at the balls and schools. I hate to say that because it's not funny at all. But it's going on as we speak. You, well, what, what's going on? How's it happening? Well, like she said, you read the reread Revelations. It will tell you this Bible of ours is a step-by-step. It's a roadmap of how things, are, how things have been and how they're going to turn out. Read it, and then look at the world today, how mean and how corrupt it is. People just don't care. They will take out a gun, and they will level uh, a school like that. And that is so horrible, but church, it's true, and it's happening. We need to wake up. We need to see what Jesus is saying and believe it. We have to accept God because if we don't, if we don't accept him at all, and if we think, well, we deserve to be saved because of all the good things that's happened in life, we are blatantly wrong mm-hmm. because we're not going to be saved just for the good deeds that we're doing. The good deeds are not enough. What is enough is accepting God into your life and wanting him, wanting him, praying, and taking the Bible by heart, taking his word by heart, taking him by heart. There you go. And letting him guide you. There you go. That's it. Take him by heart. Take him, take him at his word. And he says, I will love you. I will lead you through this dirty, crooked old world. And he will. He will do exactly what he says because we are his people. We are the apple of his eye. He loves us to death. So we are at the last point of this podcast. Pastor Dennis, do you have anything that you'd like to say before we close? I've just really enjoyed doing this, Pastor Jay. Looking forward to to many more sessions with you folks. I mean, uh, I hope that this this goes out and it doesn't fall on deaf ears. I hope that the People take us to heart. I really enjoyed it. We are so glad to have you, and I truly, truly pray that people take this to heart. I mean, really 
let the words guide them, you know. Take this as an example of how to live a better life, you know. Me and Pastor Dennis will tell you we are not perfect people and we do not preach on being perfect people because that would be a lie. And, you know, we are firm examples of the th the hardships that happen in life, you know. And there's so many people that do suffer and we do pray for them. You know, we really hope that you guys listen. And again, I'd like to mention our sponsor for today, Primitive Porch in Bedford. I really hope you guys check them out mm -hmm. and mention us as well. We look forward to seeing and talking to you guys in the next podcast. Have a good night.